Warning, may contain disturbing content. Viewer discretion advised. Serious, what is your most terrifying we need to leave? Now random rush of fear you felt? Don't forget to like, subscribe and comment your own stories. My car was stolen the very night I moved into my new house in a very good neighborhood. The neighbors had warned us that the neighborhood was being targeted at the time. They mentioned women around the corner that opened the door for knockers in the middle of the night, and they attacked her and robbed her and almost killed her. We had reported the car stolen and did the police reports when it happened. Well, two nights later, in the middle of the night, I hear a knock on the door, and they said, open up, it's the police. Well, since I had heard the story about the other lady, I was suspicious and did not answer. I grabbed my kids and put them in my daughter's room because it had access to the roof from the window. I called the police to say that two men claiming to be police are pounding on my door. They said there were no police in the area and they're sending a car. Turns out, these same guys stole the car and came back for seconds. I did get my car back because they brought it with. Years ago, my BF owned a truck tire repair company. He stopped by a customer's house unannounced one day to try to get a check, as they owed a lot of money. When he came out of the house, he was pretty shaken up. He explained the man's numerous other brothers were there, unusual, everyone was very jittery, but they cut him a check and then rushed him out. He had a scary feeling that day. Two days later, that customer and his brothers were arrested for a murder that they had committed the night before we stopped by. I was riding my bike home from a friend's house when I was a young teen, over 20 years ago. We had both lost track of time, so it was dusk when I left. Lived about a mile away. I was traveling down one of the last roads to get home when I had this weird feeling, so I turned around to look back down the road, saw headlights pass, stop, back up and turn on the road I was on. It was a pretty long road without many houses and no street lights or anything. As soon as they turned, I bolted into the woods and hid pretty far in. The car slowly drove by and kept going. No idea what they were doing, but I didn't want anything to do with it. Hurricane Florence a year ago. We planned to ride it out as we were on a hill and in an area where the winds wouldn't be bad. Mostly ignored the news, too. The night before, I got this huge pit of fear in my stomach and begged my dad for us to go stay with my sister a few hours inland. He fought with me about it, but I finally convinced him. We came back a week later to find a tree fallen into our house, the house full of water. A tornado formed in the woods behind the house and pushed the tree up a 45 degree slope into our roof and through our house. Now, I will always trust my gut feeling, no matter how stupid it seems. I was walking in my old local park with my sister. We entered it at about 3 p.m. and were hanging around until at about 9 to 9.30 we saw three people all wearing somewhat similar outfits all the way on the other side of the park. I immediately noticed but didn't think much of it. We walked for about two more minutes, and I noticed one of them stopped and was staring at us. I immediately had a bad feeling and told my sister we should leave, she noticed and obliged. Later that night, there was a word of a stabbing in the park, and the suspects were all the people we saw in the group of three. I was camping with a friend in a backwoods camping area, not very many sites, and they were all super spaced out. We had already been there one night, had the site fully set up, we had been hiking all day, the works. 
We drove into town to get some food, and when we were driving back to our secluded campsite, we passed a man walking out of the only road to our site. We both locked eyes with him, and I got a super creeped out feeling. He stared at us like he knew us and hated us, but we had never seen him in our lives. When we got to our tent, we went inside, and everything we had in there was tossed. Our bags were dumped out, and our clothes were thrown everywhere. We quickly realized both our hunting knives were gone, along with a bunch of our clothes. We also realized it had to be that guy we saw, there were no other sites or hiking paths he could have been walking from besides ours. We jumped in the car and drove back towards where we had seen him, he was gone. We drove a bit further and found a common area where other campers were gathered. We sprinted down and asked, have any of you seen this guy? And described him. The people at the gathering just stared at us and didn't speak, giving us an, even more, creeped out feeling. It was at that point that I told my friend, we need to leave this place right now. Walking back to our car, we looked over the edge of a guardrail and saw all our stolen clothes in the woods. We gathered them up but didn't find either of our knives. Knowing this guy was still out there with those knives and that no one around us cared freaked us out so much, we packed the car up and ended our camping trip early. No way were we staying out in those woods one more night. I was once at summer camp and was walking to the beach, it's like a 5 minute walk from the cabins we were staying in, and the path to get there is made of sand and surrounded by trees. We were supposed to go in partners, but mine dipped. Anyways I was walking for probably about 2 minutes, and I hear leaves crunching in the trees beside me, so I look over and what I see is none other than a brown bear cub lugging a tree. I think that everyone knows that where there's a cub, there's a mama, this bear starts making bear noises, I just about shat my pants and bolted out of there. I was walking by a long stretch of road with no houses. There was a cemetery. A van with two guys in it stopped to ask me if I needed a ride. This was in the late 90s, so it's not like hitchhiking was legal. I'm all. No thanks, I'm nearly home. They wouldn't budge. They kept following me with the windows down, kept saying, come on, just get in. At some point, they just stop, and they start getting out. I was just a teen, and they were clearly 20-something. I just took off running. I must have sprinted half a mile to get to an alley, and hid by the nearest building near the road. I waited about 15 minutes before moving on to make sure they had given up, so they wouldn't follow me home. Definitely when my town got hit with the worst firestorm we've ever had in 2017. Thomas Fire. We knew there was a fire somewhere. Maybe another town? We weren't too worried. The power is beginning to go spotty, and the winds are howling outside. Then my roommate gets a call from a friend on the other side of town, my house is on fire. You guys need to pack a bag. After the call was over, the power went out and stayed out. So we packed our bags, and I start to hear little plinks against the roof, almost like rain. But it isn't rain. It's just ash. Not 15 minutes had gone by, and I look outside. We lived by a large hill only two blocks away, and it was burning. It got there so fast. I got back inside and told my roommates we have to leave right away. This is when our neighbors started wigging out too. We had to then capture our three very scared and confused cats. It was so crazy to drive away and see only blackness ahead of you, but in your rearview mirror, only flames. Our neighborhood slash home ended up being spared, 
However, many of my friends who lived closer to the mountains were not so lucky. I was on a second date with a guy who wanted to stop at his house to grab something, and invited me in. He was super hot, but I wasn't feeling comfortable with him for a reason I couldn't put my finger on. We get to his house, and it was just creepy. He was well off, and the house itself was gorgeous. Spotless, and totally sterile. Nothing on the walls, every surface empty. No books. No CDs. Nothing. I asked how long he'd lived there, and he said five years. While he was in the kitchen, he then asked me to go into his room grab something, keys, I think? From the top drawer in his dresser. I got the coldest chill up my spine and immediately stepped closer to the front door. There was no way I was letting him come between me and the exit. He asked me again to go to his room, and I laughed and said, no dude, I'm hungry, let's go. He asked one more time, visibly annoyed at this point, and I proceeded to pretend that I was a bitchy stupid girl, and made a fuss about being hungry and what the hell was taking him so long. He was pissed. So I walked out of his house down the sidewalk and made him follow me. We got to the car, and I kept pretending to be a bitchy clueless chick, and demanded he takes me home. He did in cold, furious silence. Then, when he stopped the car in front of my place, he grabbed my face to kiss me goodbye. He bit my lip so hard I was bleeding, and he reached under my shirt and twisted my nipple. I luckily got him off me, falling out my door, and ran inside to the sound of him laughing. I ended up with a bruised face and nipple, cut lip, and was scared that he knew where I lived, but I still feel like I survived a legit serial killer. I was driving my friend and me back from a bar on the way to our Airbnb out in the middle of nowhere small town NC. At some point early on, a car turns into the road behind us, and it's dark, and like 2am, so I don't think anything of it. They're also driving super close to me, but I'm not about to speed due to road rage pressure. They chill out on tailgating, and the longer we're on the road, the farther we get from civilization, and it is very unusual for another car to be going out the way we are. So about half a mile from our Airbnb, I pull off to a side street and let the car pass. Then we wait five minutes, turn around to get back on our road, and lo and behold, the car is just sitting there waiting for us. So we nope TF out, and now I'm flooring it back to town to the bar so we can get to safety. I do a rolling stop through a stop sign and the car finally turns its cop lights on and pulls me over. The dude has the audacity to ask me why I ran a stop sign, and I just go off on him about how fucking terrifying it is to be stalking two college girls who don't live in this state all the way back on the 25-minute drive home from the bar. I'm literally on the phone with 911 when he pulls us. The cop looks real apologetic and lets us off with a warning, for what I don't fucking know saying that he thought we saw he was a cop and that people usually turn off onto side streets like we did when they're trying to avoid cops and blah blah blah. The dude was definitely trying to trap us into a ticket, and goddamn, that shit was fucked. One day I'm coming home from work back to my parents' house because I was 18. I didn't live in the sticks, but definitely in an outlying neighborhood. Along the route home, there are several places where many cars turn off as the traffic thins out. I'm noticing that the car directly behind me is following my every turn. Me being a dumb paranoid 18 years slash oh, I'm paying attention just in case there's some reason, but also laugh it off because I don't have any influence or piss anyone off, 
so that's just silly until he turns into my neighborhood. I'm like, okay, there's still plenty of houses. Makes the next turn with me. The immediate right is my street, a cul-de-sac. I make the turn, and he's still behind me. Instead of pulling into my driveway, I make the full circle and go back down the street. Hell, maybe it's just my neighbor, or said neighbor has a visitor, and it's purely coincidental. At this point, I'm too nervous to look and see who's in the car, but it's definitely an older white male. I make another right, going further into the subdivision within my community. I know there's no exit. There are one or two more streets off to the right, but I don't know where they go. I know the end of the street I'm on in another cul-de-sac. He's still in my review mirror. This is the point I knew I was a target, but the neighborhood with its hills and my knowledge of the immediate area was of advantage to me. I gunned it up the hill past my assailant, back to the beginning of the subdivision. I make a right and again put the pedal to the metal. If I was to get pulled over at this point, all the better. I make a mad dash for the main road and zigzag into another neighborhood. Go a few streets down and just sit there for about 5 minutes with the loudest heartbeat in my ears I'd ever heard. I have so much running through my mind, did they know that's where I lived? Do they know I was in front of my own house at one point? Who could this be, and what reason would they have to follow me? After a few minutes, I pulled back out and drove back home, keeping the sharpest eye out for this beige beast. But I never saw it again. To this day, over 10 years later, I have no idea who that was or why they were following me. I still try to make excuses for people I see follow me, but I definitely take it seriously when I'm getting close to where my family is. I currently live in an apartment complex, and if I have someone right behind me, I will navigate throughout the lot so they can park first and get out of their car before I go home and park. It definitely got me spooked. I live in Dallas, Texas. About almost a month ago, it was Sunday night, and I was doing my typical Uber Eats drives around 9 p.m.-ish. I noticed there's a thunderstorm warning right when I thought about stopping for the night, but it cleared, so I decided to try to stay out till 10. I needed to get cheese, so I walk in Kroger that's where I was parked. As I'm walking in the door, I hear the tornado sirens go off. Then my phone sounds off with the same watch alert. I run and get the cheese silly, I know and hurry to head home so I can get safe. It clicked in my head that if the siren went off, it was a big deal. And I was terrified. I was speeding home, and it seemed that every time I passed a stoplight, they were turning off behind me. I get closer to my apartment complex, and it's all torn up. Shattered windows, trees down everywhere. But it was so ironic because had I been home, I would have been worse than when I was sitting in the Kroger parking lot. One time, it was about midnight, probably later, and I went into a supermarket with my boyfriend. It was a 24-hour supermarket. He went into the bathroom, and I decided I'd go too. So I walked down this corridor and turned right into the ladies. I was a bit drunk, so I spent a second looking at my drunk self in the mirror before picking a cubicle. All the doors were weighted, so they stayed shut. But as I was looking, I noticed under the reflection of one of the doors, a pair of feet. Male shoes, crossed at the ankle, as though sitting in a very relaxed position. They didn't move at all. I was overcome by fear, feeling that someone had been sitting there waiting for an unsuspecting woman to come in, and I said, oh fuck no out loud and literally ran out the door. 
being in a bathroom at night and seeing a pair of relaxed opposite sex feet in one of the stalls as though they'd been chilling there all night strikes fear as I've never experienced. On September 19, 1985, a huge earthquake hit Mexico City. Hundreds of buildings collapsed, and at least 10,000 people died. Every year, the earthquake is commemorated. In 2017, two hours after the commemoration, I was outside a classroom with some friends, waiting for our teacher. I saw one of my friends was uneasy, and she asked me to go to a small store outside the building with her. I could notice she didn't actually want to buy anything, she just wanted to get out of the building. We were just beginning to walk to the stairs when the earthquake sirens began to sound, and the building began to move. The building we were at suffered little damage, just a couple of broken windows, but many other buildings in other parts of the city collapsed, and more than 200 people died. That would be when my mother convinced me it was a good idea to go see a house for sale in the middle of nowhere. The guy showed us the house and then led us to the door of the basement, insisting we absolutely had to see it. From the top of the stairs, I could see a bed in what looked like a semi-furnished room. He insisted we go down first, and at that moment, I got this strong feeling of unease and just excused myself, turned on my heels and left, headed for the road. My mom said the guy got really upset, started to sweat and sweat, and cut the visit short, so maybe my instinct was on point. A few years ago, I was an intern in a medical department and happened to be on call that night. The nurses informed me around 1 am that there was a new admission to the isolation room for a 50-ish female prisoner who had pneumonia and likely tuberculosis. The isolation room was right at the end of the ward, and one would have to go through double doors just to enter it. So, in addition to being a room for isolation of infectious diseases, it was also really isolated from the nearest human contact. I went in to do a clinical assessment, which involves thorough history taking. And one of the questions I wanted to ask was if she shared her prison cell with anyone who could have passed on the infection to her. It being late at night and me not being very proficient in her native language, what I actually asked her sounded something like, was there anyone else in the room with you? Right after that question escaped my lips, she smiled really widely, put her finger to her lips as though saying, shh, and then flicked her eyes to a spot near the window behind and above me. This horrible chill went through me and I decided there and then that that was enough history taking for the night and fled to the safety of the nursing station. My dad was into heavy drugs, heroin, mescaline, coke, and would binge drink. During these times, he would beat my mom senselessly and threaten our lives if we cried or tried to get help. My sister and I witnessed this stuff at least twice a year until we were around 13. One night, I woke up to my dad screaming and my sister crying. He had my mom's head under his foot with a shotgun in her mouth. I was paralyzed and thought for sure I was about to see my mom die. He yelled for us to run into the woods behind our house because after he killed my mom, he was going to come out and hunt us next. I grabbed my sister and bolted out the back door of our single wide, and ran to the neighbor's house. They hit us there for three days and never called the police. Nobody ever called the police. And my mom stayed with him until I was 18. I still have nightmares and can smell the old blood. Many years back, I attended a motorcycle rally down in NC sport bikes, not cruisers. One of the days, a bunch of people went and rode MX, but I elected not to. One of the guys crashed and was severely injured and was put in the hospital in a coma. The rally ends, 
and I head home. Five days later, I got a call that he had passed away a short while ago. Shortly after that, I get a call from a buddy saying he was going for a ride and asking if I wanted to go with and I said yeah because I thought it would be good to clear my mind. So, hop on the bike and ride to my buddy's house to meet up with him and another friend, and all is good. Hang out for a short while, and we start getting ready to head back out. As soon as I put on my helmet, I get this bad feeling in my gut, and something tells me to go home. I try and ignore it and just tell myself that it is just because my buddy had passed away and I was paranoid. We start heading out and get maybe 5 miles down the road, and I'm in the middle. As we are coming up to a road again, something tells me to turn around and go home, but yet again, I ignore it, but I slow down and start riding cautiously. 5 more minutes later and we are cruising down a back road, and I lose sight of my one buddy because he was riding fast, and I'm just cruising. I come down a hill toward a hard left-hand turn, and I see people running out of a restaurant. I look forward and realize the road is covered in gravel, and my buddy had already crashed, and the people from the restaurant were running toward him. I then crash and go tumbling toward a road sign and telephone pole, which I luckily narrowly miss. All three of us crashed, and the other two broke a leg and an ankle, and I was fine. If I ever get that feeling again, I'm going to listen to it. I believe had I not acknowledged it and slowed down, it would have been far worse. Went to a movie on Halloween when I was in high school with my boyfriend at the time. It was a huge theater where there was a staircase all the way to the top row that opened in the middle of the row so you could sit on either side of the opening. My boyfriend and I sat in the back row on one side of the opening. We were watching the movie, and around 30 to 40 minutes after the movie started, a guy walked in by himself wearing a big sweater and sat on the other side of the opening. He didn't really do anything at first, but he gave me a bad feeling, and I felt uncomfortable, but I continued watching the movie. I noticed the guy seemed really nervous and wasn't paying any attention to the movie. I really couldn't figure out why but he was stressing me out big time, and I just felt like we had to get the fuck out of there. I told my boyfriend that I was probably being silly, but I wanted to leave. As we were leaving, we informed the staff about the guy just in case. Turns out they had been looking for him as people had reported seeing a guy of that description behaving strangely in the parking lot earlier. The police came, and he apparently had quite a few large hunting knives hidden under his sweatshirt. When I was a teenager, my boyfriend and I had a spot to go park and mess around. Never had any issues until this one night when the closer we got to the spot, the more sense of dread I felt. We got to the turn-in, and he said he had a bad feeling. I told him I did too, so we drove past and went elsewhere. The relief we both felt driving away was like a huge weight off our shoulders. I'm pretty sure someone was waiting in the trees with bad intentions. Another time after we were married, we were going down a twisty road off deep in the woods. I was driving. He suddenly said he had a bad feeling and to just drive through and not stop for anything. He was really spooked. Seconds later, on the tightest hairpin curve, a man ran out of the woods waving his arms. I flew right past him quick as possible. Pretty sure he was going to rob us. He was lying in wait for the few cars that used that road. Taking pictures of a family who wanted a fall photo shoot in a field. Hear something, look behind me, and a huge bull is pawing the ground, and when I make eye contact, it starts running towards us. I see that there is a fence between us, so I'm not as fast as I could be shooing the family to the car, 
until the bull gets to the fence and immediately turns away from us to run along it. I then notice that the fence ends halfway up the field, and that bull is mad and running pretty fast. That adrenaline rush was for real. This was by far the creepiest thing to ever happen to me. It's a bit long but bear with me. For context, I live only a few streets away from my workplace. This guy came to my floor one day for a team meeting. Ever since then, he made a point to pass my desk when walking to the kitchen, which doesn't make sense logistically as the elevator basically opens right onto the kitchen. Keep in mind, this guy is a complete stranger, nobody had ever seen him on our floor, so my work friends knew he purposely came to our floor just to see me. He would make excuses to be near me whenever I am in the kitchen, for example, to get a glass of water whilst I am washing my dishes. He was always alone, never spoke to anyone, only watched me. This happened for about three months. One day he happened to be downstairs at the time I finish work. He then knew exactly what time I finish and waited downstairs for me every day. He just sat there watching, waited for us to leave, then went back up. One day I walked out with a friend. We saw him sitting downstairs, quickly walked out of the building and parted ways assuming he would go back up now that we'd left. Boy, was I wrong. My friend walked off in the opposite direction, leaving me alone. I had crossed the road and was just about to turn to the direction of my apartment, when some higher power compelled me to turn around. The feeling rushed over me just then, I had never felt it before. It was like a mix of all the most negative emotions in the world, all swirling into one massive super cloud of fear. When people talk about the flight or fight response, this was literally the epitome of that. To this day, I still cannot understand what made me turn around when I generally never do that. I was smart enough to go in a completely different direction so he wouldn't know where I live. He walked a short distance behind, crossed the road and checked to see where I was walking home to. Another male colleague happened to finish work at the same time this went down, followed him and waited to see what he was doing, stalking the stalker. He confirmed that he absolutely followed to see which direction I was going, and then went back into the building once I had walked too far ahead. He would have only needed to follow me a short distance to see where I lived. This happened a few more times before I finally reported his ass and got him banned from entering all buildings associated with my company. Turns out he didn't even actually work for my company, external contractor, and shouldn't have even been in my building in the first place. My mom and I were walking our dog on a semi-secluded dried up riverbed, for context, I was probably 7 or 8. A couple approached us, and instantly something in my gut told me that they weren't safe. The man asked some weird question like, is it just you and your daughter here? And then proceeded to say that he took pictures of kids for a living and that he would love to have me model for him. I didn't wait to hear the rest of the conversation because after that, I took off, and I'm ashamed to admit, left my mom and dog behind with the creepy guy. My mom was livid, saying how rude I was and how worried she was because she didn't know where I went, but the intense leave now. Feeling that came over me totally clouded any sort of reasoning. A couple of years ago, I snuck into an abandoned orphanage with a couple of buddies. Dumb, I know, but drunk college kids find dumb. Step down through a basement window onto a barrel, easy. We get down and walk through a hallway when we notice a drop of blood by our feet. After close examination of ourselves, we notice none of us are bleeding. We shined our flashlight further ahead and notice the blood continues into the darkness. 
nope the fuck out as fast as possible. Trespassing with someone slash something else injured in the basement of this building? No thanks. My now husband, dating at the time, and I were at the beach in winter late at night. We had walked south a bit and were pretty far from the main entrance to the beach, so far from people. Where we were was probably a mile, maybe more, from the closest beach entrance to the south, and maybe one quarter mile from the closest entrance to the north. We were just sitting on some rocks talking when we started hearing drums coming from the south. Now keep in mind if anybody were coming from that direction, they'd have had to have walked over a mile, and it was really late at night. We looked and saw a group of people walking, maybe 9 or 10 people, side by side, about 100 feet away. It was dark, so we couldn't see their faces, but they weren't talking and were just walking. And we could hear the drums, like slow deep bassy drums, instant shivers down my spine, and we got up and practically ran towards the entrance where there were people having bonfires. We turned around when we got to the more populated area where there was light, and the people had disappeared. It was terrifying. I have no clue who they were or what they were doing, but my husband and I still don't even like to talk about it, we were so spooked. One night when I was very young and at a bar, I got quite drunk. Some guy propositioned me to go back to his place, and I was up for it. I left my car, cause he told me to just ride in since I had been drinking so much, and we went riding down the road. It was quite a ways, and I started to question him where we were going. He said it was just up the road on the river. He pulls over to the side of US 1 and points to a two-story house on the river. It was very dark, and the only light was of the moon. We walk down the dock to get to the front door. He gets in front of me and is playing with the doorknob, and as he pushes as it open, he turns to me and says, please don't make me turn the light on and let you see how dirty my place looks. So, of course, drunk and stupid, I said no problem and probably giggled. He guides me by the hand up a set of stairs. We get to the top, and he says, I just have a mattress on the floor. I hope you don't mind. And again, drunk and stupid me just sit down on the mattress, not thinking about anything. As I sit there in the dark, I start to get my vision becoming clearer. Everything looks off. The mattress has no sheet on it, and I hear a whisper in my ear, get out. I jumped up. I ran down the stairs. I ran out of the door and down the dock. I ran across US 1, and up to a house that was across the street. I ran up to the door and started beating on the door and screaming for help. I turn and look, and the guy is running across US 1 at me, chasing me. I start screaming more and more as now I'm afraid this house is abandoned. Right as the guy gets up about 10 feet away, the porch light turns on. The guy stops, turns around, and went back to his truck. The poor guy whose door I was beating on came out and saw me crumbled, crying on his porch. The sweet man got in his car and drove me back to the bar 20 miles away so that I could get my car. I never saw him again. I never even knew his name. But he saved my life. I know he did. A couple of years ago, 1314F at the time, I sat waiting at a bus station for my brother so that we can travel together. The seats were set up similar to airport seats. I noticed this man, who sat across from me, kept on staring at me and every time I looked up, he would advert his eyes. Each row has three seats, and there were already two ladies sitting next to me. 
I brushed off the weird feeling and was praying so hard that either brother reaches faster or the bus that the ladies were waiting on took longer. The bus came, and they got up and left. Not even 10 seconds after the bus left, the guy ripped up whatever paper he had in his hand and came to sit next to me, turning his body so that he was facing me. He looked at me with this creepy smile, and I was so scared for my life, I just got up and sped walked to the nearest coffee shop about 20 minutes away. That entire day I kept looking behind me, scared to death that he was following me, and up to this day, whenever I go somewhere alone, I constantly look over my shoulder to see if anyone's following me. When I was 11, I was tricked or treating alone with my best friend, who happened to be deaf. We wanted the maximum amount of free candy, and even though it was getting late, we decided to go to a house that was the only one on a dark, isolated street. As we were walking towards the driveway, a car with four adult males drove by. They slowed down, stared, and continued down the road. I figured they were lost. We got the candy from the house, and as we were walking back up the driveway, the same car approached from the opposite direction. Again they slowed, stared and proceeded on. It made my hair stand on end, and I felt uneasy in the pit of my stomach. My friend said she was unnerved as well. With no more houses to visit, I walked back to my house. To get there, we had to backtrack down a long, dark, desolate stretch surrounded by acres and acres of fields, bushes, and trees. It was in the same direction the car full of men had just disappeared. Exhausted and happy, we plodded along. From a distance, headlights approached. It was the same car. Again they slowed to a crawl, staring. My heart started pounding, and we walked faster. The car hadn't gotten very far past us when it flipped a sudden U-turn that made the tires squeal. Coming to an abrupt halt next to us, the driver rolled down his window as if to ask a question. He beckoned us to them. Petrified, we looked at each other. I signed for my friend to follow me, and run. In unison, we took off down an overgrown game trail going as fast as we could. As soon as we started running, all four men jumped out and gave chase. Terrified, I felt like we were literally running for our lives. Fortunately, those fields were my favorite place to explore and play, and I knew the game trails like the back of my hand. This advantage probably saved our lives. When we got safely away, I climbed a tree to see if the men were gone. From my vantage point, I could see the car haphazardly parked on the shoulder of the road. All four doors were flung open, the dome light illuminating the interior. Four flashlights cut through the darkness as the men methodically scoured the bushes. They were hunting for us. We waited until they left. We were afraid to go back to the road, so we continued through the fields, and finally made it back to my house. Still frightened, and feeling lucky to be alive, we told my parents what had happened. They called the police, but by the time they arrived, there was no trace of the men. In high school, a friend and I jogged down into a deep wooded valley at night. We saw some guys from school in a car at the bottom of the valley. Legend has it that this place has evil imps, so we thought it would be fun to scare them. We both started making these crazy imp screams and noises as loud as we could. They freaked and got in their car, taking off as fast as they could, leaving us in the pitch dark. Behind us in the forest valley, many animals, or creatures, started making the exact same screams we made as imps. We both looked at each other and mutually freaked the fuck out. Ran all the way back to town. 
which was about three miles uphill in the dark. Creepy as fuck. Back in 1998, when my ex-husband and I were just dating, he wanted me to go to a family function with him in Turlock, CA. It was about a five-hour drive from where we lived. We thought it would be a good way to spend more time with each other while enjoying a road trip. Anyway, we were approaching a town called Snelling, and it was getting really hot, so we took the first exit to it so that we could stop at a gas station and get some cold water and maybe some snacks. So before I go on, let me say that my ex-husband is a 6 foot 6 Mexican man, and I'm a 5 foot 3 white woman. So, yeah, we got funny looks sometimes because we were an odd couple height-wise. Anyway, we pull into the parking lot of this little general store, and as soon as we got out of the car, things felt off. We go inside, and the girl at the register looked at us and then immediately crosses her arms and gives us a weird look. Kind of like a glare but more subtle. We just ignore her and go to get our water when suddenly these two men, who can only be described as good old boys in cowboy boots, tight-ass jeans, and belt buckles the size of Jupiter, approach us on either side. Again, we ignore them and get our water, then proceed to the clerk to check out. We put the bottles of water on the counter, but the girl just stood there with her arms crossed. My ex asked politely if she could ring us up please so that we can get back on the road, but she said nothing. Meanwhile, good old boys are still staring at us from behind the clerk. My body just went cold, and my fight or flight instincts kicked in, and I said, it's okay, babe. Let's just go. I'm not that thirsty anyway. Then one of the good old boys said, yeah. You should just go. We leave the store and walk to the car, and I'm like, so sure we're being followed. But we weren't. Good old boys were still staring at us from the doorway of the store, though. We get back on the highway, and after about a minute, my ex said, so, pretty sure we just walked into a store ran by the KKK. I laughed nervously and agreed. He and I divorced a few years back, but we're still good friends. Every now and then, we bring up our brief stop in Snelling, CA. It was the first time I ever experienced real hatred like that. I'm into spooky stuff, so I've done a lot of stuff like one of the night tours at Eastern State Penn, etc., but I've only felt that kind of fear once. Back when I was a teen, a group of friends and I went out on like a Saturday night to this abandoned house out in a field. It was like something out of Blair Witch. It was clearly an old farmhouse, but it had been abandoned long enough that the gravel road overgrew. You had to walk past like, two fields of tall grass and some kind of water drainage ditch type thing to get to it. So we're dumb kids, but not vandals or anything. We just planned to go out there and explore a little. It was dilapidated but not to the point it didn't look like a house anymore. The house still had a bunch of personal stuff in it, like newspapers from the 60s and whatnot. It even had some nasty old curtains still blowing in the upstairs, broken, windows. I was walking through the kitchen with a flashlight when I heard something move upstairs. Well, that was about it for me. I ran outside and stood by the front door, trying not to shine my light at the upstairs windows. I told my friends I thought there might be something upstairs, so they all went to the stairwell, which was right by the front door, and started daring each other to go up. One of them got like four steps up before something shuffled from the floor above again. We heard a very human-like groan, and that turned it into a fuck it, fuck this, fuck you moment where we all bolted out, and it was briefly every teen for themselves as we ran back through the field. In retrospect, 
It was probably just a raccoon or some bats or something up there. But still not worth sticking around to find out if it was a rabbit animal or a hobo that might kneecap us for getting close to his stash. That house was in such a random place, too. Like it was a neighborhood inside a suburban area where people did have decent amounts of land, but for that huge swath of land to be completely abandoned for so long is bizarre. Maybe the folks who owned it died, the land got handed to their kids, and the kids forgot about it or sat on it till they needed money. Anyway, the fear was so raw and real that I still remember the layout of the inside of that house and what it looked like. I bet if you went there now, there really would just be a cement foundation and a set of stairs that lead nowhere. In my early 20s, I'd go urban exploring with a group of friends from college. One cold night in October, seven of us went to an abandoned, formerly state-run asylum. It was on a big campus with several large buildings. The roads were disused but not closed, so we were able to get pretty close by car, and luckily found a good spot in some brush to hide them in. We were pretty bad at sneaking people were talking, one dude was messing with a laser pointer, etc. Luckily there really wasn't any security patrolling, but I knew there could be other people to hide from. We went to explore one of the main buildings, 10 plus stories tall, surrounded by a chain link fence. Eventually, we found a hole and climbed in. Searching between the fence and the outer wall, I swore I heard twigs breaking in the wood behind the building. We were basically trapped between the fence and the building, and the only way out was the way we came, which was also the direction the sound was coming from. Two of the girls with us were joking around, and the kid with the laser was still playing with it. I started to get nervous and told them to knock it off, but they were having fun and didn't care. All of a sudden, there was this loud yelling like an old man in pain. Everyone shut up, and after a moment, we heard tons, tons of twigs snapping. Now I was panicking, and I yelled for us all to run. We scrambled out of the fence and back to our cars, sure that death was right behind us. Looking back at it now, it was probably just a few raccoons going at it or a squatter who was more scared of us. But at the time, I never felt the need to run more in my life. Needless to say, we cooled off on exploring for a while. Used to climb up to the Hollywood sign all the time. Took a bunch of friends there one night that had never been. This is in the late 2000s. Usually, it's just an uneventful climb other than some fairly steep parts. This time was different. About halfway up, I get a really weird feeling. I wasn't sure what it was. Two steps later, I hear this quickly repeating the whistle Y sound. Unmistakable. I knew what it was immediately, I'd heard it once before in Northern California when I was in elementary school. I couldn't see it right then in the Hollywood Hills, but I'd seen the source of the sound clear when I was younger. It was a fucking mountain lion. I put my hand out sharply, straight behind me with my palm open towards everyone else. They told me later that they could tell by how much my body language changed that it was really serious. I leaned backward while not breaking the line of sight with where I thought the sound was coming from. My friend leaned his chin upon my shoulder, and I told him in the calmest voice I could to make everyone start climbing down very slowly. I think, because there were so many of us, we got away without incident. But the absolute stone-making fear I felt that night was intense. Going from laughing and having a good time to immediate silence and maximum sensory perception. It was wild. Never climbed to the sign again. 
The time I felt a small shark delicately scrape my foot with its teeth and its effort to curiously figure out what I was. Like it literally felt like it gently took my heel into its mouth, and I felt the barest brush of teeth all around my heel. It didn't break the skin. I didn't realize it was a shark, murky water, until I reflexively kicked and felt its sharky skin against the bottom of my foot. It felt like a small shark, so a juvenile of some species or maybe an adult Atlantic sharpnose, not sure. My mom told me my eyes got huge, and I looked at her like I wanted to nope right out of the ocean that second. I didn't go back in the water. When me and two of my cousins went camping with our family, probably about eight to nine years old, we stayed in a campground that had a playground near our spot. We would often go, just the three of us, to play and go back to our camper when it started to get dark because it wasn't too far. But one day, we were playing, and we weren't the only kids there, but this man, 40s, came up to us with a dog and started talking to my cousins, and they were very trusting. He kept asking them if they wanted hot dogs or cookies and where they were from and telling us that his camper was just over there if we wanted snacks. This guy gave me a super weird vibe immediately, so I looked at my cousins after being quiet the whole time and said, I think I hear grandma yelling for us, dinner is probably ready, and they argued and were confused but after I gave them the look they just shrugged and listened to me. That guy gave me the heebie-jeebies, and we never saw him again after that day. So when I was 20 or so, I used to play congas and other Latin rhythm drums for fun. This is a long time ago. I'm white. I wanted to go see some salsa merengue. So I go to a club where I expect not much English to be spoken. Serious live music. So I barely get in the door, and a guy says, Hey man, you don't want to be here. I thought he was being helpful by informing me it's not a club where English only white dudes would even want to be. No. It's cool. I know what's up. No. He says. You really don't want to be here. Beside him are a bunch of guys looking straight at me. Thank you for your help. And I got the hell out. I was coming back from a late night walk, it was almost midnight. I had left my apartment a couple of hours earlier to clear my head, and I was feeling better, so I decided to come back. It was pitch black outside, no moonlight, so I decided to cut through campus so I could walk by the street lamps. I had earbuds in blasting music, but I got this sudden sick feeling in my stomach, like it was twisting. My entire body felt ice cold, so I took out my earbuds, stopped walking, and looked around. I was on the sidewalk, about 50 meters from the left turn to change streets. I looked to my right across the other side and saw someone slash thing just roll down this hill out of the woods. They landed on the sidewalk parallel to me, stood up, and just stared. Do you know what feeling when you get burned? That feeling shot through my entire body, and before I knew it, I was sprinting toward the street to the left, away from whatever that was. I looked behind me once, and they were now on my side of the street, sprinting toward me. Their legs were running normally, but they were letting their arms flop around as they ran. It was the creepiest fucking thing I have ever seen in my life. I tripped and fell, and heard the steps catching up. I rolled out of the fall and kept going, got to a parking lot and hid under a car. I waited, but I didn't see anyone. The scariest thing that has ever happened to me. I used to drive for Lyft. Last year, I picked up a young couple from a bar at about 1.30 am. 
They were fairly chill, and I figured it would be my last ride of the night. The dude asked me to stop at a corner store on the way to their destination so that he could get cigarettes. I didn't see any harm in waiting, so I stopped, and had a nice chat with the young woman while he was in the store. He ended up being about 5 minutes since everyone was trying to get their pre-2am beer. When he came out, he asked me to take him to a location that was in the opposite direction of their destination, but was only about a mile away. He said he wanted to meet some friends real quick and grab some beer. Since I figured it would be my last ride of the night, I said, fuck it, why not and drive him over there. Now, I know the town we live in fairly well, but the direction that we were coming from was not a way I was used to going when I would go to this location. So when I turned onto the destination street, I missed the turn into the complex parking lot. I just came to a complete stop since the roads were empty and asked them if they just wanted me to park on the street or pull into the complex. This is when the two of them started arguing, as he suddenly wanted to go in and hang out for a few minutes while she didn't want to go in at all. She just wanted him to do his thing and get out of there, so they could go home. And then something hit my car. The sound is unmistakable to me, so I immediately started to look around to figure out what it was. But there were no other cars on the road, so that couldn't have been it. Then I moved to the next thing on my mental checklist, if something didn't hit me, then what did I hit? But that didn't make any sense either as I'd been in the park and couldn't have hit anything. It's at this point that the young lady's attitude completely changed. She just kinda looked around, and then said, can we just get out of here? It hurts, and I want to go home. This was odd to me as she'd been sitting in my car for about 10 minutes at this point and hadn't said a word about any kind of pain. She followed this up with it hurts and I can't move, put her hand to her back, and pulled it out covered in blood. What the fuck? So the guy starts freaking out, thinking that something in my trunk had exploded, but it was empty. As he reached over to tend to her, I noticed something white sticking out of the seat. This hadn't been there at the beginning of the night, so I asked him what it was. He pulled on it, it was a piece of the filler fuzz from my seat. It came out of the hole that had been made in the seat. Because she'd been shot. As soon he grabbed that fuzz, we both had the same realization. He slammed shut his door, and I drove them straight to the hospital, which was only a couple of miles away. That realization, and the follow-up realization of oh, Someone could still shoot you while you're sitting here was one of the most terrifying things I'd ever experienced. The experience I had was at my friend's apartment building, which his parents owned. It was a pretty old building in the Pilsen neighborhood of Chicago, and according to his dad, it used to be owned by Al Capone, but I'm not sure how true that was. We had an apartment on the top floor that they let us use to just hang out, and it allowed us easy access to the roof so we could go smoke cigarettes. One night, we were about to go up, but I had to pee, so I told him I'd meet him up there. After I was done, I went up the stairs to the attic portion that was connected to the roof. There were no lights, so we always used our phones to guide us. We had those old flip phones without lights, so you only had the light from the screen to help navigate the cluttered mess that was up there. As I made my way to the roof door, I saw a shadow pass by me. Now, this wasn't like the shadow of something moving with the light of my phone, this shadow felt solid like a person. I followed the direction it went thinking it was my friend. I kept saying that I knew it was him and to stop playing around. It passed me a few more times, before heading to the other side of the attic, and that's when I heard my friend's voice from downstairs. He got a call from his girlfriend and was in another room talking to her the whole time. 
I have no idea what that shadow figure was, but it really freaked me out, and I basically jumped down the stairs. I told my friend what happened and that I did not want to go back up there, and he agreed, so we decided to go for a walk instead. At a summer camp, a buddy of mine and I climbed out onto a tin roof of a big hill that was built on the side of a steep hill. On one side, you could climb out, right onto the roof, on the other side, it was a three-story fall onto concrete. Being teenage idiots, we climbed from the low side over the peak of the sloped metal roof and were inching down towards the edge of the high side. We had sneakers on and had pretty solid footing, so it wasn't outrageously dangerous. Then, out of absolute nowhere, raindrops started falling. We both look at each other and realize this is really bad and try to start backing up, but wherever there is even the slightest dampness, the metal is now completely slick. There is nothing to hold onto, the grip of the rubber shoes on dry metal was all we had. I look at him and see the panic in his eyes that I'm feeling, too. We are trying to move up this roof as fast as we can, and the raindrops are falling harder every second. I see him break completely free and start sliding down with his eyes frozen in terror. Somehow, miraculously, he stops sliding. I made it to the top, scrambled down, grabbed a branch and leaned back over the top, trying to give him something to grab. He eventually makes it high enough to grab the branch, and I pull him up and over. I have never felt panic like that. We were so lucky to make it out of there. I was sitting in a park by my house at night with some friends when I got the sudden feeling to turn around. I saw a guy about 15 to 20 feet behind us with his hood on and hands in pocket walking quietly and with purpose towards us. I had been robbed at gunpoint before, so my adrenaline instantly shot through the roof. I stood up quickly and started moving away from him as I said let's go now. To my friends, who kind of protested, and the guy stopped and said he just wanted to know the time. I told him, nah fuck that, and let's go once again to my friends. We got the fuck out of there with the guy just kind of standing there. From what I recall correctly, things get a little hazy here because my adrenaline was really going, and I knew I needed to get out of there. It could have been something, could have been nothing. The point is I'm still here. Always go with your gut feeling. Motherfuckers don't just go creeping about like that when they just want to know the time. Fuck out of here. This isn't quite as intense as the other stories I've read here, but one time when I was about 16, I was at the airport with my mom at like 11pm waiting for my aunt to pick us up and this weird creepy guy who was also outside kept talking to us and just being a creep. He kept putting out his cigarettes in the ashtray thing and then a minute later taking it back out and smoking them again, and he kept moving closer to us. I have the physique of Jack Skellington and would most likely have been destroyed by this dude if he actually tried anything, but I stood between him and my mom the entire time while I shat my pants, thinking this dude was gonna do some real bad shit while no one was there to do anything about it. <laughs>